Well, welcome to the show again. And um, this is going to be a very different show. And that's all I'm going to tell you. What I am going to tell you is to always remember that the show started six years ago now. It started with my passion in a leadership development firm to really work with leaders to stay authentic. Ooh, don't you just love it when you have a boss that you really want to follow because they're just real and you follow them and you learn from real experiences. And those are the kind of people we have on the show. I also want to thank my sponsor, Taylor Bags. My goodness, this entrepreneur, Stephanie Taylor, has designed some of the most amazing handbags. They go everywhere with you because of all the different designs. So be sure and go to Shop Stephanie Taylor on Instagram or just taylorbags.com. All right, are you ready? Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. So I have with me today, and welcome to the show, Carrie Stinson. Cheers. 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 It's appropriate. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's appropriate because guess what we're going to be talking about? Carrie is a bar consultant. This is very interesting to me. I enjoy wine once in a while, while a mixed drink. I think I'm going to learn more about how to have some nice ones without getting drunk. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. But Carrie, welcome to the show and tell us what it's like to be a bar consultant. It's a fun job. <laughs> it's a like fun it. job. Yes. Um, I love being able to help business owners. There's a lot of people that get into this industry. Um, it's an exciting industry, but they may not understand everything involved. It seems like so much fun. But there's a lot of work involved in this. So I love being able to help them and kind of guide them uh, through the path of being a bar owner. You're teaching it, first yes. of all. But, yes. what, but what certification does someone that's really a bar person uh, need to have? Yeah, so I'm a bar educator. Okay. I also um, am well-versed with the uh, TABC, which is the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. So those are the laws of the state of Texas. Um and then, and then a consultant. I've been a bartender. I've been a mixologist. I've done management. So all the areas of the bar I understand. And so um, I go in and help them in all aspects of, of uh, not, not just the drinks, but the equipment that needs to be by, where you lay out the bar, the specials you do, the staff hiring or training. Even if you have a staff that maybe needs some help, uh -huh. I can come in and get them on the right path. Okay, so what what would I need to be like to think about, I think I might look into this industry. What kind of people are bartenders? Well, it's funny. You better be a people person. For if sure. You, if you don't like people, this is the wrong industry for you. Never forget, this is the hospitality industry. So I have to stop you in a minute. <laughs> yes. It's, I'm, the question is about like hairdressers and, and um, barbers. Uh, and sometimes massage people. Right. I understand that people kind of 
tell them all their stories. Does that happen really when someone is behind a bar? Do do customers start talking and start sharing personal things? What? what? Absolutely. I always tell people I have three <laughs> job titles. Okay. Um, king of the party, the lifeguard, right? I have to make sure that everyone is safe and that they take care and everyone's comfortable, mm-hmm. right? We have a, good, have a good time. I should be a licensed therapist. Yeah. <laughs> is the third part to answer your question. Um, my favorite story is that I had a lady one time. She came in, she put $40 in my tip jar and she said, are we good? I said, absolutely. She told me about getting a divorce. She told me about she didn't know what she was going to do with retirement. She cried. She was upset. She was happy. At the end, she hugged me. Never saw her again. Did, did she say all that before she put the money in the No, no. <laughs> she put the 40 in, said, are you good? I said, I'm good. Uh, you know what we always talk about today? So many people talk about mental health. Yes. We've been dealing with mental health for a long time, right? It wasn't the alcohol. She needed to talk to a stranger. She didn't need my advice. That's interesting. She just needed a friend. It's interesting. And I've seen that a lot over the years. I used to have a gentleman that would come in. He was an old Marine. And I worked at a cigar bar. And he'd come in every day for two hours, smoke a cigar, have a Sprite, not even drink, and tell stories. He didn't want to sit at home. He didn't want to be by himself. Sometimes we talk about the cowboys. Sometimes it would be war stories. Sometimes he wanted my advice. Sometimes he just wanted to listen. But that's the great part about this industry. People and all the amazing, wonderful people that you will meet. So what's the difference between, or the statistics, I should say, uh, with a male or a female who gets into this industry? Uh, You know, I I really believe, and I I always talk about this, it's about your skills, Mm -hmm. right? If you're a talented bartender, you understand how to make the recipes, you understand the skills of it, the techniques, and you're a good people person, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter uh, male, female, that's what I do is is give you the skills that you can be successful anywhere you go. So to, to the point that I taught my 18-year-old daughter how to do this, um, which in the state of Texas, you can bartend. You can't taste the alcohol, but you can bartend because um, it's a great job while you're going to school. She's going to school and she's been very successful. Someone that can't taste any of it, mm-hmm. but she came, she took the school. She understands that she's become an amazing people person, which she was a little shy beforehand, but what she understands the aspect of giving good hospitality, Hmm. you get better tips, you make better money. She became really good at it. So it just doesn't matter as long as you like people. (laughs) You would have to like people. I think this is such a fascinating show because I've had so many restaurateurs on and chefs and all of that. But how did you decide that you would transition from what you were doing into this full time? You know, it's a very common story um, when it comes to to the bar industry is that a lot of people nine to five and they want something different. And so they go try this. And I wanted to become a photographer. We've known each other for a long time. You know that I am a photographer as well. Card right here. That's right. (laughs) And that hasn't changed. Um, But I needed to find a way to pay for it as I went back to school. 
And so I actually went to a bartending school and not obviously by accident, but I got really good at this. And I started realizing, what am I doing? I know this industry, industry so well, all areas of it. And I could help people and I like to help people. And that's where the idea came to start my own business. And, uh, and it's already been very successful right out of the gate. So very exciting. That, that's a good point I'd like to make, which is sometimes when you do something that you're really good at, the business you told me, it yes. just starts coming. Yes. Right? So what all are you doing now in your scope of your uh, gifts for this industry? On, on the consulting end, um, really whatever they need. So it could be a, a, a bar from the, the bottom up, just an idea. Or it could be one that's been established and maybe they're having issues with staff. Maybe they're just not happy um, with the menu. Uh, I had one that I that I did uh, in Southlake and they had never brought anyone in. They just kind of messed around with the menu and, and all of that. And I was able to come in, redo all their menu, redo their inventory. So to show them... Um, you're kind of wasting money in some areas and to reset up their bar. And I actually took their staff as well. They didn't have a bartender. They were just letting the servers do it. So I was able to take the whole staff and show them how to do that so that the cocktails were consistent. And very quickly she went, which I was so proud of. She went from only selling beer and wine mm -hmm. to all of a sudden that menu and those cocktails and her sales went, went up and they could do it on their own as well which is the whole point, that I don't need to come back. I can come in, get you, and you can run on your own. Is there a trend in, uh, I'll say the Dallas area, sure, where maybe people are, let's take women. Okay. All right. So I learned to drink a Cosmopolitan. Sure. Right? That's about all I do drink other sure. than nice wine. But is there a trend in Dallas that you're seeing that most women like this and most men like this? You know, what's interesting, first of all, most people have that answer because they're afraid to ask. Good point. Right. Most people are afraid to, they want to look like they know what they're doing. So they're afraid to ask the bartender for suggestion. Um, the big trend happened back in 2008 when we went back to the, the prohibition drinks. So the drinks um, from early 1900s, late 1800s, we got into old fashions and things of that. We weren't really drinking those beforehand. They're more sophisticated drinks and they're more about enjoyment, right? This is not about drinking too much and all those aspects. It's about conversation and enjoying flavors and enjoying drinks. And uh, it's been a massive trend that has just continued to go and male and female. Very popular. Thank you for that. I was just thinking about an experience, Carrie, going into a very nice restaurant. And uh, I asked what they'd recommend. And they had they brought me the little card. Well, sure. These are our specials. Sure. I have never had a lovely dinner and ask, you know, they'll always say, what would you like to drink? Sure. And I don't drink very much. Sure. So I'm always like, well, what do you suggest? I've never had anyone that does what they do with the menu. Well, I particularly like this. Sure. Or this tastes like this. And this looks like this. 
no one in the bartending industry that I've experienced does any of that. Do you teach that? Of course I do. I wish you would have been at my bar because <laughs> I would have done all of that. Uh, it's so it's so funny because we go out with my when I go out with my wife, she always just all right. So what should I have? What what liquor should I drink? What should I do? Uh, all of those things, which obviously the bartender should be able to do. Yes. Um, but yes, I absolutely teach that and explain to them knowledge is power, plain and simple. Right. Is someone going to tip you a lot of money because you got on your phone and you Googled it? No. But if you know it and can explain it, that's where it is. Because in this industry, it's about regulars. If you find a bartender that you love so much and you keep going back to them, that's where the success is going to be. Not only are they going to make um, money from tips, right, but their owners and management is going to see that too. Sure. Right? Sure. Up they notice all of, all of a sudden you know, in the best shifts mm -hmm. and all of that. You know, I always say in this industry, um, and I've heard it a thousand times. I started when I was 17 years old, not in the bartending part, but in the hospitality industry, restaurants. And owners always say, which I understand this, you're replaceable. What I did is made them replaceable. If you have a skill level that's so valuable, then you can go to the next place. You take yourself that, with you. That's exactly you it. Right. That's exactly it. But if you just consider yourself a bartender and you didn't put all the work into it and you don't work with the customers, and I love what you said at the beginning of your show, authentic. Mm -hmm. That's the key to this. When I ask you how your day is, I really care. I really want to know. That's, right? I hope so because there's too many. How are you? Good. That's exactly <laughs> it. And that's where they're making a mistake. Right. You know, just because you're a bartender, whatever it may be, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed something. But if you put in the, the effort to be authentic and get your skills and do all of those things, it's unbelievable how successful you can be. Isn't that interesting? One of your top takeaways was uh, <laughs> do what you are good at. Yeah. But it's, you're good at a lot of things, Carrie. I've known you for a long time and you've had a lot of different careers and photography yes so um it's interesting you landed here yes i just started realizing you did i did and i started i guess it's part of of, of my mind that i want to know more so i never stopped myself so another when i started teaching i kept learning drinks and i kept learning techniques and i kept asking questions and i kept finding ways to make myself better and, uh, and I know we talked about this earlier. You know, everyone says, find something that you love. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think that's hard, right? The people that always say, find a job you love are the ones that are in movies or they're athletes or all of that, right? Right. I love this because I'm now good at it. It's easy for me to talk about this subject, but I'm good at it because I did the work at it, right? I didn't just snap my fingers and all of a sudden I knew everything about all this stuff. I worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. Mm -hmm. And here I am. And we'll keep working at it, by the way. Never stop. Never go, okay, I got this. Uh, keep going. I think there's a really good message in that, that, that uh, you should, no matter what you're doing, <clears throat> keep learning about mm -hmm. it. As an example, and I'll use the podcast as an example, people say, oh, it seems so easy for you. 
okay, I'm not afraid of a camera. Right. And I can talk, and I've always been curious, so I can ask questions. But, oh, my gosh, there's so much more to that. The work that goes behind what you're good at and then doing that, it's work. That's well, why it's called work. We it, work. It is. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Every time I talk, you're always asking a question. You're always wanting to learn. You're always, it's the same thing. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter if it's the bar industry or if it's podcast. It's your attitude, right, and your desires and your passion, which all the shows you've done, obviously you've got a ton of passion, right? <laughs> I hope that shows. I, I think it does. Well, and uh, another thing that you shared is that, um, you know, what looks kind of on the same tact, what looks easy isn't easy. Right. So what is your, what do you go through prep-wise to go out to, uh, tell us the process. You're getting ready to go out to whom, right? What kind of a, a restaurant or what have you. What do you have to prepare to go and help them? You said, I like to help. What's your prep? On, on the um, the education side or the teaching or the training side, mm-hmm. you have to be able to adjust um, per the individual. So you can't just say, well, you know, this is the way I teach. And, you know, if you're not getting it, well, too bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> we all learn different. Right. So I really try to open them up. You know, we, we leave the excuses at the door, right? Action's all that really matters here, right? I don't, the rest of it is just talk to me, right? But we set our minds up to learn, right? I understand it's difficult. I did it. So you can do it too. Um, but we open ourselves up to a positive place and that allows us to get there. We get all the negative out, Right. And then I always try to help them, um, let's find a way how you learn. You know, are you visual? Do you do it by writing down? You know, can can you um, learn three drinks at a time or do you got to go to one? You know, all the different aspects of it. And I think if you you do that, and, you, and I have to open myself up, right? Because you can get frustrated with someone, but I feel like I'm just not getting to the right way. And so I'm trying to learn how to speak your language. That, stop right there. That is so important. I don't care what you're doing. I've been, the audience has heard me say that, I've been learning so much in the last several years, and we've talked about the brain and how the brain works. Yes. And every brain is different. Well, isn't that interesting? Of course. Right, absolutely. (laughs) But the learning, how a brain learns is so fascinating. And, And as you said, some people just have to touch it and do I sure. do. We're all visual. I think we all like visual learning. Sure. But if I can't touch it and do it, I'll never forget Carrie walking in when <laughs> when PCs first came out and I was looking at it and the young man says, oh, let me show you. And he just was having so much fun doing this. And finally I said, can, can I try? <laughs> it's like, you know, learning 101. Right. Um, what has been the most rewarding part of all the things that you're do- doing in this new realm? Well, I love I love helping. There's two parts. That I love helping business owners. You know, I understand how much money's involved, and and it's scary. It's scary, right? If if you're a large company and you have a lot of money and you can do all that, but that's not the case. 
with a lot of what we call mom and pops, right? They're on a budget, but they still want to go to a dream. So being able to to help them find that path mm-hmm. uh, is amazing. And then being able to help students that want to get into this. Um, I'll tell a really quick story. I had a lady, this was probably almost eight years ago, who came to me. She was from Jordan in the Middle East. And she said, I came here to America because um, my brother was going to go to college. And so I was going to help him and we were going to get an apartment together. And my father said, if you go to America, I'm cutting you off. No financial help at all. And she came anyways, came to Dallas, Texas. And she came to my school and said, um, can I talk to you? And she told me the whole story. And she said, I can't make enough money. I'm working at a community college and administration, but I can't afford the apartment and taking care of my brother. Can I be a bartender? And I said, oh, absolutely. If you do the work, I can get you there. So she uh, she did. And she goes, I can't get here to like late at night. And I said, don't worry about it. Come to my office. I'll teach you the lesson. Then you go out with the students for the next hour. You'll be good. So she got done, was amazing. I called a a bar friend of mine that was a manager of a place in Dallas, a mixology bar, which back then there wasn't mixology bars. Like there's one on every corner now, but there wasn't back then. And I said, I got a perfect person for you. So he, he talked to her and then he came to me and he said, you know, she's great, but she's just not the one. And I said, you're wrong, but you know, do what you need to do. And he said, well, Carrie. And I said, she's perfect. Well, I guess we're just going to disagree. I said, I guess so. And I had trained him too, so I knew. He came back the next day and he goes, you know, I was thinking about this. Maybe I should talk to her. And I said, absolutely. So he did. He hired her. On her opening night, which was a Friday night, the owner had come in. He had been out of out of the country. And he goes, who is that? That's her new bartender. Not going to work out. Yes. I think it's better now. But back then, women couldn't do mixology. Or not all women could do mixology. Some male owners had that um, belief. I was Friday. He goes, when that happens and she fails, you're losing all your hiring abilities. That was Friday. On Sunday, he goes, oh my gosh, are we going to make so much money off of her? Really? She killed it. She killed it. So the, so one year later, she's managing the bar. So it's all male bartenders and a female. That's great. Okay. <laughs> then she left and worked at a... Um, uh, a whiskey distillery and now she runs one of the biggest areas of bars and she's over I think four of them right now oh the first bar she was at she ended up marrying the GM from that bar and they got married in Jordan he's on a camel with his Dallas Maverick jersey and there she is and there is the gentleman that paid for the wedding her father it all came all the way circle. And so that's what I tell to people. I tell that story all the time. Because here's the deal. She knew all that was going on. She knew everything was against her. But she was fearless because she needed to take care of her brother. So she didn't care about anything else. She did the work. She trusted herself and knew she would succeed. I think we so many times get into our heads and stop ourselves. I can't do this or I can't do that or I have this problem or I have this problem. Or it's right, late. right. Or it's too late. And most of us don't have it as bad as she did, and she succeeded. Mm. And she is about as humble and as just nice a person as she could be. And she'd be embarrassed if I was telling this story. But you didn't say a name. Well, I didn't. And I always laugh because when I do see her, I go, "There's my badass." 
And she goes, I hate when you say that. And I said, well, then you shouldn't have become one. Ah, what a great answer. <laughs> what wonderful stories. It get, you know, it gives us, gives me anyway, a whole different perspective of, of walking in and sitting down at a nice restaurant and ordering a drink and now paying attention to the person that's <laughs> making it. Uh, what about tipping? You know, I just got on this whole box tour about what to tip, who to tip, how much to tip. All right, from your your experience, tell us. And and someone that um, at times in my life have, have lived basically off tip. Um, I will tell you, I've been very disappointed with what's going on in this industry. Um, I believe 1,000% this is about hospitality. And these bars and restaurants are doing auto tips should stop immediately. Oh, this, you think so? The screen turn around. Yes, and the the you know the eighteen, twenty two, twenty five percent. And I have many friends in the industry. We, we talk about this a lot. Um, you know, eighteen, twenty percent. It on me that's low because I can do way better than that. Not on an auto because I give the service. And all of that to earn that, the authenticity, the skills, all of that. I always tell people, don't worry about money. If you take care of customers and the restaurant and the drinks, it takes care of itself. Hopefully. I never, well, I've never, I've been very successful in this industry. I've never had to worry about that, right? But if you put an auto gratuity, they have no reason to give you good service. And I know what, you know, I understand all these aspects and I know a lot of these bars are doing it and I understand why they're doing it um, to guarantee people's income. Mm -hmm. But you can guarantee it by giving that service, learning the techniques. Most of the people that do, don't do great in this industry is because they're not giving the great service or they don't have the skills, or they don't know the drinks. Mm -hmm. If they know all of that, I'm telling you right now, you will be successful. And I am not the only successful bartender that I know that I've seen do this. That's great. Let so me... I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I don't like it either when you go into a place and you see 20%. I'm like, for, for what? All right. So I'm in a nice restaurant. Yes. And I get a bill. And it has everything on that. So yes. help our audience understand what we should look at to tip on. Because for one example, most people just look at the bottom number, which right. includes the tax. Don't tip on the tax. I'm so <laughs> glad you say that. I say that That's all the time. Crazy. Why are you tipping on the tax? Because you sit in a hurry and you see sure. a title and you go sure. like that. Okay. So help us with identifying, all right, this is my meal. Everything is put together. What should I tip percentage-wise? Well, well, first first of all, look, make sure it wasn't auto gratuity because they're not telling you that. So they might put an auto tip in there and somewhere on there, it is going to say that it was done, but that doesn't mean the bartender or the server is going to tell you that they did it. So make sure... There already isn't a tip in there is the first thing you want to do mm -hmm. because, and I've seen it. My wife gets very upset about that when she does, leaves a great tip and finds out they'd already taken a tip and she tipped on the taxes. <laughs> so that's what you want to do there. You know, and it was funny. I was asking some of my younger students, you know, what do you think a standard tip is? And they're telling me 18 to 20. I'm like, no, no, no. 15 has always been it and go from there. Okay. Right. That's easy. Right. 
um, and then go from there. Okay. That I, you know, if it's phenomenal service, and I will, but if yeah. I don't get very good service, that's the whole point of it. Of course. Oh, and I'm not talking about them making mistakes or things like that, right? right? But if they're doing their best and they're working hard and they're taking care of you, then absolutely take care of them. Well, I hope people do that. You talked about professionalism and having a nice card and and acting like you're a business. Uh, Any points on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have students that do a lot of weddings and things of that in the bartending world. And um, I I always tell them to get a professional kit. You have to show up with your mixing tin and all of that. Get a professional kit. Um, People will ask, you know, could you do another party? Have a card ready. Right. Absolutely. Uh, If you're if you're a bar owner, have a professional website, have all your social media set up. Right. Have a nice menu. Have if if you don't know how to do a menu, get someone that can help you do that. Maximize your abilities. Think that you're a big company. Exactly. Right. Act like it. Right. And then you'll become a big company. Yes. It's it sounds so simple. This has been so fun, Carrie. I just love it. So how can, who is your target audience again? And how can any of us who are individuals and we have, let's say, a nice uh, bar in our home. Sure. How can we get in touch with you to teach us? I would love for you to come over, teach us how to. Oh, we've already talked. I'm, I'm coming over. Coming she, over. She promised pasta, by the way. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she did. She promised it. My wife was like, me? let's go. Okay. Let's go. So we will do that. Um, so I'm the Bar Compass. Okay. That is my website. Um, social media, too. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, the Bar Compass. Um, so I do classes for professional bartenders. Um, I also do them for people that just want to to learn. My God. That's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, I teach not only... Um, like to be a bartender at any type of bar, but also the mixology. So if you want to learn how to uh, smoke a glass for an old fashioned or how to oh. shake eggs or all of those techniques, I do that as well. Um, uh, I can help you with the legal aspect of it, the TABC, all that. We can give you advice there. And then your bar. If you're opening a bar, I can help you in any aspects. If you just need a menu or the staff or if you need the whole thing, I can help you. And get you on the right path. You're a one-stop shop. I am a one-stop shop <laughs> that, that only took me 15 years to get to. Well, you're there. On every aspect. You're here. Other, absolutely. To you. And to you. Thank you so Wasn't much. Isn't this fun? i got to get a sip. <laughs> well, Carrie, this, this has been so fun. I knew it would be. And I always leave, as you know, with a, a Valerieism. And so... Uh, this is the one I want to share with you today. I, I think I thought about this a lot. Reinventing yourself can be invigorating. Well, that's what we've talked about. And it reminds me of a book that was out a long time ago, Carrie, called Passages. And I don't remember a lot about the book. I just remember that it said about every seven years, we do kind of go through this transition and rethinking. And that's what this time of year is too. Well, we should always be reflecting and what else can we do, whether we stay with the same thing or transition like you did into something else. So this has been great. I hope the audience appreciates it. And it isn't about uh, going to a bar and getting drunk or any of that. It is about enjoying social drinking to a limit.
Is that right, my friend? Absolutely. We're going to shake hands on that. Uh, you know it. <laughs> okay. Until next time, you enjoy life. Continue making memories and never stop learning. And that's it for today. Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.